Hello and welcome to today's podcast, Embracing Data Analytics to Innovate Your Business Journey, presented by Dell Technologies. My name is Stephen Fennig. I'm the editor of Tech Guide and a regular on radio and TV discussing the latest tech news, products and trend. Joining me as co-host today is Kyle Prince, an advisory workload specialist at Dell Technologies. Kyle is a driven engineer with international experience in planning, designing, enabling, and evangelizing business outcomes using data-centric technologies. Now, here's something not everyone would know about Kyle. He's an RIAA gold record recipient. Interestingly, the gold awards are earned by artists who have met rigorous standards and recipients join the ranks of the most iconic recording artists. In a past life, Kyle was also a roadie. He had many interesting experiences as an intern in Nashville, Tennessee. In fact, he says his life is similar to what you would have seen in the film Almost Famous. That's really impressive, Kyle, but we're going to test your knowledge in the data analytics space. In this episode, we're delving into the sexy topic of data analytics, a world where organizations are finally discovering the true value of data and using it to outperform their competitors and deliver exceptional customer experiences. Certainly, Data analytics, the process of examining data sets to draw conclusions about the information they contain, is powerful as it delivers organisational speed and agility. It offers many opportunities for businesses, it generates new algorithms, enables scalability and removes barriers so organisations can be more nimble and adaptable. But one of the big challenges, how does an organization filter the sea of data already available in order to identify the streams of information that will help produce a better ROI? And no doubt, data analytics can be a big, scary, broad topic. So let's dive in. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Microsoft. Dell Technologies Data Analytics is powered by Windows Server 2019, the operating system that bridges on-premises and cloud. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, it's been quite a wild ride for me in my career from... uh you know, the music industry here to data analytics, but I'm uh, really glad to be here. Okay, well, let's get right into the challenges and unravel why many IT leaders are overwhelmed with data analytics and often using the wrong tools. Why is that the case? Yeah, I think uh, just with data analytics, it's such a broad topic, like you said earlier. You know, there's there's just too many options and they don't really know where to start. Uh, and I, I think they kind of take an approach to where they have to try and boil the ocean, but when in reality, a, a clear, concise question to get started will help them formulate how to get started in that journey. Okay, let's talk about building the business case for it. So what are the benefits, costs, and risks associated with the data analytics investment that IT directors and architects need to know when considering the journey or continuing on the path? Yeah, everything that we've been doing lately is is heading towards digital. Everything's getting a computer chip in it generating data. And because of regulatory reasons, we're all having to store that data. And, and while what's happening in the IT infrastructure space is that's becoming quite a technical debt, meaning we're having to spend money storing that data, analyzing that data, and then bringing it back up for whatever reasons, whether that's security, regulatory, compliance. And I think the biggest outcome that can happen out of that or the biggest benefit that can happen out of that is when 
our customers are able to take that technical debt and turn it into an asset. And how you do that is you take the data that you have already and then apply a lens through it going, what can I learn out of this? What can I change out of this? And what can I do differently out of that? And eventually, you know, if, if everything goes well, you can turn that into a new revenue stream. You could turn that into a new product. You could turn that into maybe a new business flow to help optimize and, and bring in new revenue streams for your business. In a nutshell, what are the biggest barriers to success? Can you break that down for us? I think the biggest barriers are just not knowing where to start. You know, IT is moving so fast that it's it's tough to know where to get started with it. There's so many different options. Uh, there's a there's a photo floating around on the internet of, of the 2019 data analytics landscape, and it's just covered and plastered with all these different companies who are doing many different areas to be able to handle that. And so what a company does is they tend to bring in a consulting firm, spend a lot of money, the consulting firm, you know, says, hey, here's the art of the possible. Here's what we can do. Here's everything we can do. And it just gets overwhelming. You don't know where to start. You don't know the single question you need to start with. And on top of that, data analytics, you know, it can be a bit tricky because it really takes three main areas of expertise from a workforce to be able to handle that. One is understanding your business. So having that domain area expertise the second one is having a bit of a mathematical understanding of what you need to ask and how to analyze that data. You know, are you handling the mean versus the median correctly? Are you handling a standard deviation correctly? Are you handling distribution curves correctly? You know, those are all kind of things that can be scary uh, if you're not really uh, familiar with them. Uh, and then the third one is also just having a little bit of a computer science background, being able to apply that math into uh, an analytical model. Uh, so really finding a team or a person who can handle all three of those can be a bit tricky as well. However, through our partners at Dell Technologies, we have uh, companies and ISVs that can help uh, collapse some of those requirements and make it a bit easier to have a data analytics outcome. Uh, so I think those are a couple big barriers. However, the, the success is huge. You know, uh, Henry Ford said it best. He said, if I had asked my customers what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. <laughs> and I think that's absolutely spot on because we need to break through a little bit and be forward thinking and break through what we're doing from a day-to-day -day process and be a little bit more innovative and ask some proper questions to see how we can enable our business better. Well, let's talk about the benefits. So what's the promise of data analytics? Like what can it reveal and what are the main benefits for organizations? Mm, yeah, so so I run a, um, I help run a blog and a podcast called Big Data Beer with some friends. And uh, we had the pleasure of uh, actually going up to Microsoft headquarters in Seattle. So it was, it was a lot of fun because we got to chat with some of their customers around how they're handling data analytics and AI. And one of the opportunities that we had was to be able to talk to Deschutes Brewery out of Bend, Oregon. And they were mentioning, hey, that this brewing process is actually a very old school process where they, they take a lot of samples, they gather a lot of data, but they do it on a clipboard and a pen. So what Microsoft came in and did and helped was they said, hey, why don't we go ahead and have a conversation around digitizing that data, applying some of the models that we understand, some of the, the trends that we understand. Let's see what we can do. Because the problem with Deschutes is that uh, in a brewing process, you have to take the beer from a very boiling standpoint to, to dissolve the sugars to then quickly cool it down. So you use a monstrous refrigeration unit. And those refrigeration units can get to be really heavy. And what they told us was they were running into this issue where they had more brew tanks than they had refrigeration units. So they were looking at having to spend uh, the money on another refrigeration unit, which then came with the millions of dollars that it cost to buy it, to stand it up and handle all that. And what Microsoft did was they came in and they said, hey, what if we optimize your business flow to where we can predict and help you understand 
when you need to start to refrigerate your beer and we'll build it in a staggering process to where you'll be using that one refrigerator 24-7 rather than buying a second one. So Deschutes signed up for that. They used a bunch of uh, edge gateways and then started gathering that data automatically, pumping it into Microsoft, and Microsoft was able to help show them uh, those issues. And now they're able to use that refrigeration unit 24-7 while still uh, not having to buy a second one, but optimize their business process and achieve a better outcome. So that's reducing costs and accelerating new revenue streams right there. Absolutely spot on. You know, it was just optimizing a business process without spending an additional dollar on another piece of infrastructure. What are the key drivers of adoption for data analytics tools and reasons why IT directors and architects should weave these into the organization? Mm. One thing that I think about when I hear IT directors and weaving them into an organization is, is one of the biggest risks that we have, and that's shadow IT. You know, data in itself can be very valuable, but it could also be weaponized as well. You know, we, we hear so much about data leakage and hacks happening where people are pulling data from different companies. So one thing we need to do is make sure that we apply our best practices uh, from our IT directors and our infrastructure groups and apply that to data analytics. But within that inherently, we also need to be mindful of how do we open up the data for anybody in our business to be able to use that and how do we properly anonymize data. One thing that uh, one of our, uh, a company does that's really interesting is, is around uh, Netflix specifically. So Netflix will actually give a data to everyone platform where they've built a proper data catalog, and then anybody within the business who wants to ask a, a question where they need the data for it, they can apply and get access to that data and pull it. So it's really interesting how they've applied an open data business model around that while still achieving greater security uh, and, and lowering the risks there. So I, I think that's where we can really help is weaving in that security, but then also weaving in the capabilities around achieving data-focused outcomes. So the, the traditional store your data in a warehouse model is pretty expensive nowadays, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And it, it's it's changing. You know, back in the day when I started, <laughs> you know, only 10 years ago in IT, we had infrastructure off to the side that would run, you know, once a week and, and then pump out your miles and give it back to you. And then there you go. And it just, it became a huge problem. And then what we saw was different business units just standing up their own little shadow IT on the end. So what we had to do when I was a customer was then collapse all that and and flatten how we handle it and then enable and evangelize everybody in the business to now think with a data mindset and then provide the infrastructure underneath that to achieve that capability. Kyle, let's talk about the tools. What are the tools that Dell Technologies is deploying to help customers get greater insights and improve and speed up the decision-making process? Mm, yeah, great question. I, we partner with many valuable organizations to help with data analytics. You know, at, at a basis, we are an infrastructure company, but we also provide a consulting division. And we partner with many great companies and provide uh, outcomes there. And what we do is, is while we do partner with a company, we also dive deeply into the validation process around that. So one thing we want to do is make sure that we understand where they fit within the data analytics landscape, where they fit within that giant picture that I talked about earlier, and make sure that they're, that they're providing the best outcome for our customers, depending on the use case, but then also that we are giving you a validated outcome through that. And what I mean by that is we, we are a hardware company, but we also ensure that these applications can run smoothly on our infrastructures. So we go through a process in our labs where we help provide best practices, reference architectures, and white papers. So if you are a customer interested in how to stand up, uh, you know, a Cloudera environment or a Splunk environment, we can show you how to do that. 
and what specific uh, specs you would need out of your hardware and infrastructure to achieve those goals. And I think that's one real area that we can help. Uh, within that as well, we have a consulting division. So if you need help with where to get started and you want a pretty uh, unbiased opinion on that, we, we have a division that can help with that and help focus on your business outcomes uh, without really talking infrastructure just yet, but really focusing on your data and business use cases there. Innovation, uh, it's a big buzzword. So how do you use data analytics to foster innovation and growth? Like what's your main advice for organizations? Yeah, uh, innovation is is really interesting. And what we what we find is that the antithesis to innovation is toil. And toil is just doing that same repetitive process. Uh, you know, it's manual, it scales linearly, and it's it doesn't really have an enduring value going forward. It's just kind of the same thing you do every day. You know, brushing our teeth, that's toil. There's no real innovation <laughs> around that. <laughs> However, if you're able to apply innovation to that, you can see how you can have that toil become uh, better for you, better for your business, uh, have a better outcome. Uh, so what where data analytics can fit in with innovation is we can help apply the information and knowledge that we've grown around what we've done through our toil, through that repetitive process, and see where we can spark a change or maybe build a new product or build a new business flow or maybe stack our refrigerations into a more timely manner or, or provide data to anybody. And I think that's the real area where data analytics can help is that it can be a catalyst and enabler for your innovation to be more well-rounded and informed of how you want to change. A classic example of working smarter, not harder. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, back to toothbrushes, if we want to discuss that again, uh, you know, the manual process is just brushing your teeth, trying to count out what you've got now. And now there's there's toothbrushes that can connect to your iPhones and tell you what quadrant of your mouth you're not yeah. brushing correctly. <laughs> and, and, and it's amazing how just simple things like that where we can apply a little bit of information and insights around that can change habits and processes and outcomes for a healthier you, a healthier business, and a healthier organization. What's new and exciting in terms of advanced data analytics? Like what new tech advancements are coming to market and why does it matter for businesses? Oh, man, this is a really fun area. Uh, so I work part of a team called the Data-Centric Workload Specialists. Uh, I work specifically around data analytics, but we have uh, a couple teammates who are in just the bleeding edge areas of it. And one thing that I'm finding extremely interesting is being able to merge data from multiple sources. So, you know, we have one data source, and that's great. It shows one piece of data. But when we can merge data from different areas and different backgrounds, we can really start to show increasing value there. So think, you know, hey, you just have an IoT sensor, but when you can merge it with a bunch of IoT sensors, you can tell a bigger story. One thing that we've found really interesting right now with some of our edge devices uh, and our partners is around uh, CCTV or security televisions. Uh, you know, that's a big, wide file and workload across your network device. So as we talk, you know, the IoT and networking streams, we've realized that while it's good to have that, it's hard to pull the data out of it. And it's hard to pull the data out of that across a wire because that wire is only so big because of our network connectivity. So what we've realized is we can actually apply data analytics models on top of that CCTV and create just log data out of that. So little key value pairs of saying who's on the screen, how many people are on it, you know, what's their... What's their feelings? How, you know, how can we interpret how they feel? Uh, and through that, we can send that machine data back across the wire. So through that, we're saving our customers um, a lot of headache, a lot of money, and a lot of infrastructure requirements just by applying these multiple data sources there and then changing how you can view through uh, these data streams. 
Taking a step back, what have companies traditionally used and why is it so important for them to adopt data analytics? Yeah, it's changing. Um, and our businesses are changing. They're growing faster. You know, we're, we're doing more with less. I, I'm sure you feel the same. You know, you're never, you're never less bored than you were the year before. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, we're now requiring more out of our infrastructure. Uh, so take a step back, like we said earlier, you know, 10 years ago uh, when I was a customer, we, we were really focused on that EDW off to the side. And now we need that analytics information to be immediately available for us because we can't be waiting for those insights because those insights are changing so quickly. We need those to be reacting as quickly as we are. So what we're seeing now is companies that used to be standardized on data analytics processes that were just a batch process are now focused on streaming analytics or giving you actionable insights before it even hits their master data hub. So we're, we're giving uh, and providing near second uh, latency and actions within that. And I think that's really interesting. Uh, and, and it's going to be great for our businesses to uh, and enable them to have an even larger outcome. One area that I think that is growing specifically is called the um, master data manager or the data hub. So you could think of this as kind of the traffic cop of your data flows. So, you know, we have data coming in from everywhere. So if we're a bank in Australia, you know, every ATM is providing data back into it. And all of that data has different levels of security, has different levels of compliance, has different regulatory reasons for how long we have to store it. And within that traffic cop uh, of the data hub, we're able to then point and shoot where that data needs to be stored, whether it's on super fast disks, whether it's on super slow disks, uh, how often we need to keep that data, how, how well guarded we need to keep that data. And so I think that's going to be one area around data analytics that we're going to see a lot of growth in in the next couple of years. AI is a real game changer and cloud continues to be a key driver as well. So how is data analytics unlocking cloud and AI capabilities? Mm. We're... We're seeing a huge growth around Kubernetes and, and containers. And I know you've seen this, the same based upon what you've been uh, talking about previously. Uh, you know, the old school EDW was where we would move the data into the infrastructure. And, and we would really focus on sending our data to the compute to then analyze it. But through Kubernetes and containers, we're now seeing these uh, data platforms run on that. And we're able to scale up that compute pod and that compute infrastructure to the data. So old school way we used to move the data to the compute, we've now flipped it on its side and we're having the data live in the larger, you know, the buzzword I guess would be data lake of a few years ago. And now we're moving the compute to that because the technology has flowed to where we're able to make the compute more mobile versus the data. I understand Data analytics helps maximize the value of a company's data. It reveals insights and responds in real time to customer demand. Are larger organizations better suited to take advantage of the tools or are smaller players finding real value as well? Oh, I, I think it's a cr universal across the board. You know, within a larger organization, sure, you probably have more people who can ask more questions, but it's really about asking the right question. And as long as you're have have familiarity within your business, you know, that, that business domain expertise. I think we and our partners can help solve the rest of what we talked about earlier. So really being able to, to take a look internally at your business processes and your business flows and understand where you could optimize some of that is, is the key part of data analytics. And who gets access to the data? Like how do organizations visualize, analyze, and share actionable insights about the data with the entire organization? 
Mm, yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a big question because uh, while we do need to store it, you know, the first thing we need to be focused on is security, and whether that's security of the hardware, or security of the file system, or security of the data itself, uh, that needs to be our first primary focus there. From there, we need to pull it back and then go, okay, how much can we grab uh, and how can we visualize it and analyze it and who can we give it to? And going back to that that conversation around the the data hub or uh, how Netflix handles it is really, I think, one of the key areas that we need to focus on as a business is making sure that, that we're storing the data properly around for re- regulatory and compliance reasons, but also providing access appropriately. You know, if I'm a bank, I don't need to store that credit card number across the system. I can anonymize that data and then provide that data back up to our our customers within the business. So uh, even little things like that, uh, you know, Netflix, again, what they did was huge. We did a podcast episode on it with Big Data Beard. So shameless plug there. Uh, you, you can <laughs> check it out and listen, listen there if you want to hear more about that. In speaking to customers, are many of them worried they're falling behind the competition because of legacy systems and no big data capabilities to derive business insights and act? Like, what do you tell them? Yeah, I, I feel like this is a little bit of a two-part question here. So um, let's focus on the, the business insights and act there. Uh, I think that portion of that goes back to the, the data hierarchy of needs, you know, really focusing on that use case. If, if you're stuck with what a use case is, one of the easiest ones is what's your biggest OPEX? Because economies of scale there, if you're a business and you have the single largest OPEX, you know, shaving off 2% of optimizations there, even optimizing that just a couple of percentages is going to lead to huge financial gains for your business. So asking one question across your biggest operating expenditure, it's an easy way to, to gain uh, popularity internally. Um, the first part of that question, going back to that, uh, was, you know, worried about the systems there. And and I think one thing that we got to be mindful of is, yes, the, the software is changing a lot. Uh, the hardware requirements are changing with that as well. Uh, you know, there's an article out there around um, Facebook. And Facebook obviously stores a ton of photos and a ton of information. And, and you know, you can read plenty about that. But one thing that they realized was is that not all data analytics workloads are created equal and that they all have constraints at different areas of the data analytics process. So what they did was they built different server configs based upon their requirements there. So while you look in a data center and they all look the same, you actually open them up and you realize that these are all constructed very differently. So the first part of their data analytics process was actually quite uh, compute and network intensive. And then the second analytics part of that was actually storage intensive. And then the third part of that was network intensive again. So based upon where they're at with analyzing the data, they will have different compute models set up. Now, what's great about that is that, hey, we sell a product that is a power edge. It's great. It runs well. And it, it yeah, it looks like the same model in the data center. But when you open it up and you peel it back, we've validated it against plenty of different workloads. And we have plenty of different configurations to help our customers achieve the optimal performance for a dollar there. So I, I I think that's really a, an interesting area for us as an infrastructure provider to play in that area. Kyle, can you speak about certain use cases of the technology and some of the amazing business outcomes that we're seeing? Yeah, one of my personal favorites here is Citizens of the Great Barrier Reef in Queensland. Uh, it's founded by a gentleman named Andy Ridley, who is the founder of Earth Hour. And one of the things that they're passionate about is obviously the reef and, and some of the devastation that we've had there and, and how do we how do we help foster growth again? But in order to foster growth, we have to have a baseline of the data. So they're actually going out and taking snapshots of the reef 
and, and gathering instrumental readings through that using IoT. And then from there, we can help see what modifications we need to do as humans, as a culture, and then also as caregivers of the reef and see how we can help the different areas of growth. But we can't do that without the initial set of information. And that's what they're after right now is a census of the Great Barrier Reef. I uh, would highly encourage anybody to check them out, sign up, and see where they can help them volunteer. Uh, another ridiculous one, a shameless plug again, was uh, myself and a couple other friends, we went on a, a Dell Technology-sponsored road trip last year where we jumped in a 42-foot camper van and we drove it across America. But what we did was we hooked it up to a bunch of IoT sensors uh, given to us by Dell, and then a couple were built. And we were able to stream all that data uh, up through a 4G connection in the RV up to a Splunk environment, uh, which is another uh, partner of ours. And through that, we were able to see trends where, like, Corey driving on the interstate actually raised my heart rate. <laughs> so it was uh, utterly <laughs> ridiculous around things like that where, you know, you, you would start to put things together where you wouldn't think that, you know, Corey's driving would affect something like this. But because we had censored everything from our heart rate to driving to the bathroom to everything <laughs> – we were able to come up with some really wild ideas and use cases there. And what I loved about that was we were actually able to drive the RV onto the showroom floor back when we had conferences in person <laughs> yeah. and had people uh, come in and talk about it. And, and what was really cool was to start to see the wheels click in their head of like the art of the possible. So there was uh, a couple lumber yards there that going, hey, you know, if we change this one business process here, we could actually save thousands of dollars here. And, and it's just wild to see that spark kind of light up in, in our customers' eyes where they're going, hey, we actually, we know that we could optimize this a little bit here and have a large outcome. So that's that's really some fun use cases that I have. Um, we're actually, we're working on one as well right now. So Dell Technologies has partnered with McLaren uh, and Splunk and in sponsoring the F1 race car of the McLaren team. So we're doing a little virtual racing series right now where we've actually uh, all gotten in iRacing simulators and we started gathering that large data stream and moving through it. And it's been a huge learning opportunity that I think, well, well, as awesome as it is and as fun as that is, it applies, when you look at it through a business lens, it really, you see a lot of the same issues that our businesses have, but we're doing it through a, a little fun and quirky area. So uh, if, if you're looking for any areas to really spark interest and excitement around data analytics, I, those three, I think, would be the, the key ones that I find really interesting. Kyle, now we know you live and breathe data analytics, so we have to ask, what's your vision for the future? Mm. Man, <laughs> this is a good one. I, right now, what I've been focusing on is a standardization of transfer of data. You know, everything, data gets hard to move. It's easier to move computer around. But when we do need to move data, we don't want to move the entire data set. We want to move what need, we need to move out of that. So I'm seeing where a lot of standardization around REST API is coming out, where data is getting pumped into a JSON payload and sent across the wire. Uh, so I think that's really an area that's going to be a huge focus on. It's a, it's a little bit of programming from our customers, but really how do, we, how do we transfer the data and get it in motion versus leaving it stagnant? Uh, within that, you know, we have plenty of partners uh, that – that are wonderful around the compute area. Um, GPUs are really coming into play to make sure that we're analyzing that data even quicker. But can we get strategic with the GPU usage there? Um, I think the next big focus will be data catalogs and data hubs. And I think those will be standardized on what we talked about a little bit earlier through the transport protocols there. And then also how do we optimize our GPUs to make sure that we can analyze that data even quicker. So to recap, 
What, what's your biggest advice for IT directors and architects when considering and or deploying the technology? I think starting with that data hierarchy of needs, really focused on your use case first. You know, don't get distracted with all the fun, interesting tech company parts and buying tech for tech. Don't do that. Focus on your use case. You know, you're here to help your business make money or save money. And I think really focusing on that there. Now, the second part of that is once, if you're looking for your use case, find your biggest OPEX and just shave a, a, a little bit of a percentage off. It might seem like a big uh, task there. Uh, we're happy to help. Uh, our friends at Microsoft can help as well. Uh, we have a consulting division who can help. Um, and and find, find a hardware company with many partners because then we can help provide uh, a partner who is the right fit for your specific use case there and, and help you through that journey. Okay, last question. What do you enjoy most about the industry? Oh, man, uh, <laughs> constant change. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I don't focus very well and I don't focus on a subject for very long. <laughs> so, so being able to reinvent myself uh, professionally every three years or so has, has been a lot of fun. You know, it, doing doing the same thing day in and day out, uh, I think we get really bored. So it's almost like it's a career innovation versus career toil, if I can use that from before. Yeah. Well, that is a wrap. And that's all the time we have today. A special thanks to Kyle Prince for his data analytics insights, state of the industry and future vision. To recap, Kyle has revealed the importance of a trusted advisor to help you know where to start and embracing the latest tools and technologies to help deal with the often overwhelming data analytics journey. If you're keen to learn more about how to adopt data analytics and go to the next level in terms of insights, you can visit delltechnologies.com forward slash big data. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Microsoft. Dell Technologies Data Analytics is powered by Windows Server 2019, the operating system that bridges on-premises and cloud. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.